Start your day with a fresh word of encouragement. I'm Paul DeYong, and you're now listening to Words of Life, a daily devotional from our life team. Hey, welcome today. We're so honored that you join us. We never take it for granted that you spend time with us uh, here on the podcast. And today we are sitting in beautiful, sunny Auckland. What an amazing day today. Oh, absolutely. No complaints. Here we are in your office. The sun is streaming through the window. Had a great day off yesterday in the sunshine. Just gorgeous. Public holiday yesterday. We should do four-day work weeks more often, I think. Yeah, I think it should be written into our contracts, absolutely. I'll go for that. Let's go for it. Uh, Hey, uh, today we're going to spend a few moments uh, focusing in on probably the greatest moment in human history. It's the defining point of what we believe when Jesus went to the cross. And because of that moment, because of this story, Uh, which is more than a story. It's an account of what our Savior did for us. It changes everything. And there's so much in the story that we can focus in on. But today we're going to talk about the conversation that Jesus had and the interaction he had with the two thieves that died that day with Jesus beside him. Yeah, I was reading through this passage and I I often wonder when I'm reading things, uh, why was this included? Why wasn't there just Jesus on the cross? Why are the thieves in the story? Um, it's just it's just interesting. Do you ever think like that, babe? I do. I often read the Bible and think, man, what is in this? But then, sure enough, uh, something good comes out of it. I remember reading the story of Moses uh, when he was taking the children through the desert, and it talks about the fact that their shoes never wore out. And I thought, well, that's a funny, funny part to add in. However, it's an example that God takes care of every little detail. So yeah, every bit of the Bible speaks to something. Yeah, totally. So let's just have a read of this passage. And we're starting, we're in Luke 23, starting with verse 32. It says, Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, They crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching. The rulers even sneered at him. And they said, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And there was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve but this man has done no wrong then he said jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and jesus answered him truly i tell you today you will be with me in paradise i love that story i love what it shows us about who jesus is and let's have a a look at the differences between the three being crucified that day. Firstly, there was a thief who was dying in his sin. Verse 39 says, uh, One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. 
Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. This man was guilty and he was being punished accordingly, but he continued in that moment to be rude, arrogant, and proud. Even in a moment where he could do nothing himself, he still stuck to his guns and was stuck in the mud. It was, it's an amazing thing that sometimes for some people, even the worst of circumstances can't change the way they view life. Yeah, that's true. And then we've got the second thief, and he was dying to his sins. This man was also guilty, being punished accordingly, just as was the first thief, yet he was repentant, and he was aware of his need of help, not not physically, but spiritually. He could see that Jesus was God, he could see beyond the situation, and he asked for help. In verse 40 it says, But the other criminal rebuked him, Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then lastly, we have Jesus. There he was, sinless, yet dying for all sin. Yeah, I think of these two, two thieves. They were both in the same boat. They were both guilty, and they both deserved punishment according to the law they were in a they were in the same hopeless situation where they had to pay for the sins that they had created see sin has offspring and that offspring is death and the only way to answer sin is for death to take place and that's kind of like us we've all got shortcomings we've all got challenges we've all got things in our life that put us in hopeless situations we're guilty and we deserve the punishment for our shortcomings under the law. We're, in that sense, in a hopeless situation. Ephesians 2.1 says this, that without Christ, we're all dead in our sins. But Romans 6.11, but because of Christ, we don't count ourselves dead to sin, but alive in him. Think about those two thieves. One remained in his sin, and the other one put his trust in Christ. I think Jesus is wanting us to see that in this story, we have a choice to either die in our sin and remain in hopeless situations or to die to our sin and through Christ become alive. And no matter what our situation is, no matter what our circumstances, no matter how we find ourselves, where we find ourselves, whether it's through decades of poor decisions and giving in to that side of who we are, or whether it's a season that we've been in, we have the same decision to make that those thieves on that cross did that day. Do we stay stubborn in the consequences of our life, or do we lean into the grace of Jesus who on that day hung on that cross and paid the price for our sin. One of my favorite scriptures of all time is found in Romans. It says, therefore, now nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Not our own shortcoming, not our own challenges, not our own decisions, not the decisions of someone else that have created disappointment and hurt and a separation from God and us. But now nothing can separate us from the love of God, not in our own strength, but 
in Christ Jesus. And today we want to leave you with the encouragement that wherever you find yourself, whatever your circumstance, you can lean into him like that thief on the cross did. And here's what Jesus said to him. Not once you've paid your price, then I'm going to keep you distant for a little longer. But Jesus said today, you will be with me in paradise. I love that the grace of God is enough to answer our shortcomings in an instant. Not over a week, not over a month, not over a year, but in an instant. And if you feel separated from God listening to this podcast today, you can say, Jesus, here I am. And the promise to the man on the cross was that today your relationship will be close again. So our prayer is that today your relationship will be close again. Father, I pray for every person listening to this podcast that if we are in a circumstance where we are hopeless or helpless, that we would make the decision to reach out to you and in an instant sense your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for another encouraging word from the Life Team. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We'd love to have you join us at church this Sunday. If you're in Auckland or Melbourne, check out the website for a location near you. Or you can choose to join us online from wherever you are. Find a service at lifenz.org.